Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionize the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. I'm delighted today to have Sarah Harley from Margaret Duffett's Leasing uh, join me as my guest on the Scale Her Up podcast. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Oh, delighted to have you. I, I know your story, obviously, how you how you got into business, but if you could maybe just share for the listeners um, how you ended up as uh, the owner and director of Margaret Duffus Leasing. Well, it was originally set up by my mum back in 97, and I was in training management with a chain of bars and restaurants at the time. But I, I'd been aware of leasing and her role in leasing before then. Um, and she, she was that doing that for about two years before she was really at the stage where actually it got bigger than she'd ever really anticipated. And she was able to take on staff. So it, it, it just was an opportunity for me that uh, I decided to take uh, a bit of a sideways step at that point for me. But it was just nice to get into um, a more of an office environment and working hours and a chance to work and get to know my mum that uh, I would never have had otherwise as well was, was yeah, it was just, just too good uh, an opportunity to pass up. So, yeah, no, it's, she's been retired now for about 10 years, um, about over 10 years. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite a journey since then. It's been uh, more than I ever expected, really. Fantastic. Do, do you know when, when she started in, in 97, do you know what her ambitions were for the business? She had been in leasing um, since she'd gone back to work when we were young kids and um, had worked for a a firm of solicitors in their leasing department. And she got to the stage where she just wasn't getting uh, uh, the the freedom to make the decisions she wanted to make with regards to the business. But her real vision was was just something to keep her um, busy and occupied. I mean, she was, I'm trying to think, she must have been about 50 at the time, but not quite, probably about the age I am now. Um, And and just really saw her doing that for 10, 15 years until her retirement. Um, So she really didn't envisage it being uh, the the size that it is and and, and having the number of employees that it did because she started working from home. Um, And uh, yeah, it was a, a number of years before we moved out of there even. So at what point did you know that you were going to take over? Because we worked from home and we had a couple of part-time employees and ad hoc employees. I had a couple of friends involved. She had um, uh, one of the girls that she'd worked with at uh, her previous employment involved in, in doing some of the viewings. And, and we were getting to the stage where it was just big enough to get out of her house. She wanted out of her house. Uh, uh, but we actually ended up, um, my mum and dad then built over their garage and we used that as an office. But we did have employees at that point. And probably we did think about sort of what else we would do. Would we move somewhere else? 
and buy someone else's an office. So certainly on the discussion table then, and certainly once we've got employees involved, then yeah, it, it had legs and it was going to go. And yeah, that's that was uh, probably weren't real really talking about her going at that stage. But yeah, I can see it as my future long term. So, yeah. so how many how many employees are there now then? We are currently. 17 of us, that's including me and my husband who are partners. Um, we've got one off on maternity leave at the moment and I, one of them as well is actually just um, being contracted in on, on a sort of short-term basis. Um, but yeah, that's probably the most we've ever had at the moment, um, which you know, we were slightly larger before the oil price crashed and um, we, we did have to downsize slightly. We uh, at that point, but that—that's yeah. I would say that's us back up to the most most employees we've had. So it's great, fantastic. And then I suppose as you were in a in a management trainee role, you maybe had a bit of uh, you'd had a bit of training in in people management. Well, we bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought the the, the bars and restaurants was an excellent education for me. It the immediacy of it and the you know, every day was just so like it's a fresh day, it's fresh problems, um, and and uh, it, it was very exciting. And a doozy leasing does mirror that in the in the day to day challenges that you come up against. Um, so yeah, and and well, dealing with people was you, you're dealing with that as with with the landlords and the tenants as much mm-hmm. as with the staff. So yeah, it's across the board. So. That it, definitely though that 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 skills that have had to come in more over the last uh, 10, 15 years than at the beginning, and it's it's definitely had to be something we've uh, had to learn or, or get help in. We have had HR support and HR help, but yeah, just just learning how to get the best out of your staff on a day to day basis is, is something we have to learn. Yeah, really. So um. You uh, you mentioned that you working with your mum. You got to know your mum. You get got to know her in a in a different context in the in the work context, and also now you're working with your husband. So yeah, what what's your uh, what no, would you like to share in terms of the family business? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know how either of them have managed it. You probably need to ask them more than me, to be honest. Um, yeah, but it's been a fantastic opportunity to what your to get to know my mum on a different basis, on a different level. Um, and we've seen different strengths and weaknesses in each other that you maybe don't see uh, in, in a home environment. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been priceless to me, really. And being able to get, get my husband involved. Um, again, I just I couldn't do it without the support and without that emotional support um, and the sounding boards. Um, and again... Yeah, well, I, I could be able to speak and treat them like I would not be able to treat anybody else, which is not, <laughs> which is not a good thing. But um, yeah, no, I, I couldn't have done it without them. And uh, I, I, I can't imagine what it's like to, to do it on your own. I mean, obviously, you have to, you have other staff that, that you have more as, as confidence in sounding boards. But yeah, that's been been priceless. I suppose there are maybe conversations you can have with your mum or your husband that you wouldn't have with a a team member. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's and you you can you can blow up. You can you know uh, we were having a conversation yesterday about something completely different actually, and it was you can just 
blow up and go off the scale and just get everything out. And then you're, once you've said that, you're a bit more rational sometimes. And it, but it doesn't. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to excuse yourself. And yeah, you just you there's there's that you're just 100 percent safe or you feel safe with that person, which is yeah, priceless. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I suppose for the for the listeners. If they've got someone like that, then then that's really going to help them to to build their business. And yeah, I'm sure everybody's partner plays that role, and or parents play that role to them in some degree. But just having that constant understanding, I think, as well as to exactly what the issues are and what you're going through, um, has been been very nice. And yeah, it is just nice to to be able to work and live with the people that are closest to you. And you just yeah, I I also used to not now, but I I worked in the same environment as my husband, and I did did feel that I got to know him, I got to know him better and understood him better now that I understood his his work and his career as yes. well. So yeah, I totally yeah. understand where you come from, and and it, you you do have a different relationship when it comes to work as when it comes to home or it's really nice just to have yeah people are complicated and multi-dimensional and it's yeah it's I recommend it to anyone really it's it's really nice you you get to grow as a couple and as individuals absolutely and people say to you oh I don't think I could work with my hobby but actually, it's a di- once yeah. once you're there, it's 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 different from what you think it would be, isn't yeah, it? Right. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're different people. You're you're in different roles, and yeah, we're we're all different people when in different situations. Mm-hmm. So talk, talking about the different roles, then um, I'm aware that you have two daughters. Yeah. So how how do you balance Sarah the mum and Sarah the business owner? Um, well, again, I was very lucky that. Um, because well actually my mum ended up retiring around the same time that I had my first daughter um but I was very lucky that I had a great um general manager in at that point as well um in fact that was probably before Jimmy came on board full time so I was able to work part-time and put my mum to the forefront at that point and I was definitely less involved in the day-to-day stuff uh, and again I was very fortunate that that was a good time for leasing and it 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 was um a plain sailing um and then she's retired and jimmy's come up well it also he came on board full time she's now retired um and yeah i'm just much more involved in the day-to-day stuff so yeah it it it, it changes all the time it's juggled and things juggle jimmy has definitely been more and more involved in in helping out with the kids as well as, as time has gone on. I definitely, when I was part-time, wanted to take that role on and be the mum and be the one that they shout out for, whereas now I'm, I'd rather they shout for him. <laughs> and again, through lockdown, he was fantastic at the homeschooling. Definitely realised that's not my strength and that was his strength. Um, much more patient with the kids um, and just much more thorough and giving of his time throughout that respect. So, yeah, it, it again, it evolves as they change and grow up as well. Absolutely. And are they, do they have uh, dreams of joining you in the business? Um, 
I don't know if I can hang on that long, to be honest, for some time. But no, yes, they, they, they do and they don't. Um, again, I think because they know that I've come in and taken over from my mum, there's, they, you know, they, they, they almost see that as normal as well, I think. But, I mean, I, you don't want to put that pressure on them. I want them to have free choice of the world. And But, yeah, it's lovely to think that if that's what they wanted, it's something that's there for them and it is a choice for them. Um, and actually on my dad's side, he he was a, a GP and he took over the practice from his father. So, you know, there's, there's been a lot of that uh, in the family. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's worked very well for us. So it's yeah. great. It's great that the girls have got that got you as a role model and and their their grandmother that um, you know women can go into business and and that's yeah 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 no that's it it's just that's what they they see it's just that's what's normal to them so so what do you what do you attribute the success of the business to you know what what have been the things that have really contributed to the the success to get you now to you know the the biggest you've been. Uh, well, there's an element of luck in the fact that we're in an industry that been growing throughout that time, uh, and, and Aberdeen were certainly used to, you know, was 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 incredibly popular as as uh, um, a place where you could invest and buy to let. I like to think that again, it's having that enthusiasm for property, having that enthusiasm for business each day, having an attention to detail and wanting to get involved um, at all levels of the business and um, never being beyond arranging a viewing and picking up a hoover, but in the same breath, as you have taught me, Brenda, being having my eye on what my role is and being able to facilitate everybody else's role rather than being the one that picks up the Hoover. But but yeah, I I, I do think that's a, yeah, a lot of it's hard work, enthusiasm, and you know, loving what you do and do do it doing doing it as best as you can every day. And what about your team? Do they love what you do? I think so, yes, for the most part. Um you know, we've got quite a few staff that have been with us a number of years now. So um, we do get quite a good sense of teamwork as well out of it. And uh, it has a lot of challenges, but I think we all relish the challenge. We're all, you know, you get a team that's sort of similar. You relish the challenge, enjoy the challenge, enjoy being busy. Um, the days fly by, the weeks fly by. Um, and yeah, we all hopefully get a sense of satisfaction and, and fulfillment out of it. Fantastic. and. Um, one of the questions on my list here is about um, scaling your business. Did I sounds like it just sort of happened with the market? I take it things just grew as yeah. as the market was buoyant. And there have been opportunities throughout the years to um, scale up uh, incrementally and, and um, buy portfolios, um, and we have looked at that. And we have looked at that seriously. But again, I mean, there was one where my first daughter was still, I was still actually on return to leave sort of officially at that point. And it, it, it just, just wasn't quite right for us at that point. Um, and again, then other times we just kind of just shied away from it and have actually just always seen that we're growing organically 
and preferred to grow organically um, and, and not had the chaos of that short term burst where you're taking on a portfolio and having to get to you know get all these uh, all that information onto your data system to scale up staff wise to deal with that. Um, uh, but that's not to say that you know, let's say again my kids are now getting older and, and a bit more independent um, and and yeah maybe that's something we will look at still you know going forward so yeah yeah it's it's a bit I do find it a bit daunting but um, actually well after COVID what, what's daunting <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned COVID actually because I was just how did you how did you cope with with the business, um, you know, it must must have been a challenging industry to be in as well over the the lockdown periods. It, 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 I mean, it's such a blur. I trying to remember the sort of timescales of it all happening because you know you. It was almost a relief to go into lockdown that first time because every day the rules were changing and things were closing down around you. So having that final line, right? That's it. We're 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 buckling down, we're all at home, that's that. Um, but at least we had a few weeks where you could get your head around how that would work and what you would need to put in place. I mean, honestly, if you if you you talk about making your know, change and change in business, but see when necessity dictates what's going to happen, it happens. It's amazing how I think it was one of your books uh, in the book club, was that the minute manager when they were talking about was it Apollo 13, where they'd had this part that they'd spent billions and months creating, but then when something went wrong on the ship, they managed to fashion something out of, you know, tinfoil in, 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 you know, 23 hours, which ultimately saved their lives because, you know, they had to. Yeah, it's not quite on that scale, but, yeah, it's amazing what people can do when they have to. We're all a lot more capable than we think we are. And we all know now we're a lot more capable than we thought we were two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, as I say again, it, 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 you know, it was, it really wasn't that challenging in the sense that um, everybody knew what was happening. Everybody was very sympathetic as to um, the situation, and we we had, you know, there was there was a core of us that worked through the the first lockdown, um, and the rest were on furlough, and. Um, yeah, again, it, it, it was a hard work while that happened. But yeah, it, it, to be honest, the housing market hasn't been as badly affected since the second lockdown. We weren't uh, a shutdown as much. Um, so yeah, it's it's just the physical challenges of the restrictions, I suppose, and social distance. And yeah. I'm um, just thinking. You you mentioned the the book. I'll just uh, for clarity for the uh, for the listeners. The book was called "The One Minute Manager Meets the Monkey," and it was by Ken Blanchard. And it's Sarah's a uh, um, member of the Business Book Club, and we we read that book just the other month. So if anyone's interested in finding out about that, that's the book that it is. And if anybody wants to find out more about the Business Book Club, get in touch with me. I'll be delighted to tell you more about it. So. Um, Sarah, you mentioned that your, you know, your mum and your husband, uh, there's an amazing support for you um, in the in the uh, juggling the business and home life and everything, and and getting the being being a business owner. But who who else are the biggest supporters for you in your business? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 uh, you know again we've had, had plenty of support as well from clients and and uh, landlords and tenants and again all the contractors that we work with as well because we're only as good as the the repairs and maintenance that we do as well so I mean we've got a good team of of plumbers and joiners and painters and builders and it, you know again we've worked with them for many years so they might not be directly on the payroll but they're very much part of the team and yeah actually it's you know there's there's quite a lot of people involved when you take into account all of them and again even the the people that are uh, IT support are quite heavily involved on a uh, with 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 the business I think on a regular basis and our software guys that um, produce the software we use for um, the property management side of things um, and I'm, trying to say, I'm sure there's there's this but yeah you know there's this again well uh, um, using smart PA we've uh, outsourced some of the business functions again you know yeah there's there's support from so many different sides really. So for, for the listeners that are maybe thinking of starting or looking to scale their business, how how do you find the right people to to you, you know, the right support team? How how have you done that? You are probably just looking for that enthusiasm and that passion and the willingness to uh, meet challenges, I suppose, and positivity and yeah, it it it's it's yeah, it, it's the most unscientific way possible, probably. And the one thing every HR advisor plan tell you not to do is, yeah, say what you 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 just you get a, a sense of somebody fitting yeah. in with. Yeah, I I know what you're you're saying. I, I think what what you're saying is that people who fit with your culture. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so. yeah. with your business culture. Yeah. You do want to kind of mix it up a bit, and you are looking for a balance of strengths and weaknesses. With the staff, and I, there have been times where you can see that you're getting a clique or a, 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 a group of, the, you know, you want a mix. You don't want, you know, a, a balance. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's not necessarily just one thing. You, you you definitely need to have different personalities and different roles. And you're very much individuals, I suppose. That will all bring something to you. Yes. Oh, fantastic. So, um, yeah, as a as a woman in business, what what do you feel have been the the well? Actually, have you had any challenges as a woman in business? But many people have, but I have interviewed a few who have not. So, do do you see challenges that we face as? Yeah, I, I can't say I've been aware of any particular challenges because I'm a female. Property is quite a female dominated industry than our men but I mean again well in our office we, we have had more but there's there's Jimmy and one other employee at the moment so um I, I can't say I've been aware to be honest you're you're you're, you're mixing with other because the, the properties um are are often you're dealing with people like couples that are it's their private business you know they're lease out their buy to let property you're not in, it's not that corporate a lot of the time. Um, and we are leasing to a lot of employees of large companies, but even the relocation arm of that is often female-led. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it, there's not a lot of testosterone, to be honest. So, yeah. I'm and not, is that a good thing? 
we could benefit with a wee bit more sometimes. I like a mix. Sometimes the men cut through a lot of the waffle and can just sort, yeah, this, it, a mix is always good. It's never good to be too heavily on one or the other, I think. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, that needs to be around 50-50, doesn't it? That that would yeah, be the yeah. <laughs> that would be the the, 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 the balance in the rest of the world. So yeah. Yeah. It doesn't well again, I, I do it, because I suppose we are outnumbering the men, you're just not aware. Like again, it's maybe how it is in a male-dominated world, if you know what I mean, you're just not aware that there's challenges. And that maybe other people are feeling that and that you're putting up barriers to other, to, to the men coming into the industry. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting to flip it around and look at it like that, isn't it? So what are your, what are your ambitions for the future? Um, well, now that hopefully COVID is, is uh, becoming, well, just part of day-to-day life and, and, and things are back up and running, we're, Finally, uh, sort of back in the office, still mixing a wee bit of home working in, but uh, we've got our new normal going. So yeah, I, it's time to um, yeah I, I take stock and, and work out where we're going in the future. But definitely, it is forward, and I think we're probably at a stage where we do want to diversify, or um, I would love to be able to empower my staff a wee bit more and um like I say I've got there's quite a few that have been there quite a long time that could be involved more in the business um so yeah we're, we're just trying to get our heads around the future again I think at the moment after having been everything thrown up in the air but yeah, yeah it feel more limitless again Absolutely. I love that. Limitless. Yes, absolutely. That Yeah, onwards and upwards. There are no limits. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah go for it. So, um, as you know, I, I launched the, the, the podcast because there are twice as many male entrepreneurs as there are female entrepreneurs. And men are five times more likely to scale their business up to over a million than women are. So, what would what would be your um, message to to women in business who are, you know, what, what can we what can we do to improve those numbers? Again, it's when they're scaling up to over a million. Is that turnover? Is that yes. is it profit though as well? Uh, yeah, uh, um, turnover is vanity and profit is sanity. So yeah, I, I think that that's the one thing that sort of stopping me or not stopping me or that's that's what I haven't actually got my figures in line with is yeah scaling up but how, what what is that going to actually mean is that going to be just a bigger business or is that going to mean that there's yeah it's it's a, a better business for me and my family because yes again I, I know other people that have had small businesses and they have been bigger in the past but actually they were just chasing their tail more and you don't necessarily have to be the biggest you possibly can be to be the best you can be. I love that. Bigger doesn't mean better. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose it is. It's kind of, well, I have to decide really what, what is my passion? Is it going to be, is it, do I, you know, 
because I am going to would have to give away more of the uh, so I, can't, I I really couldn't justify then picking up a Hoover and but uh, you know and, uh, so or or do I scale up and then I can have a quieter role doing a part time role in in you know nearer my retirement which is maybe one thing I quite fancy actually scaling it up so that it is actually sort of self sufficient freeing up some more ideas and drive which yeah let's say again maybe I I, I don't have and maybe I yeah, um, yeah don't, don't hold it back by yourself I, I love I love that answer it's yeah do, do what you want to do is that what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't we don't have to be um comparing ourselves to what men are doing or what other people are doing do what do what's right for you yeah. for your your circumstances your family and your business yeah 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 totally and I, I think because we're both involved in the business that's clearer than ever that yeah we you know it is very much our life and yeah what we want to be doing with our time and how we want to spend our time and how much free time we get and when we get it and etc etc yeah that yeah Money is not the only measure of success, is it? Oh, absolutely not. So, yeah. Right, I like that. I'm going to write that down. A famous author said to me once, or I was listening to an interview that he did once, and he says that he's learned to ask this question at the end, um, just in case he's forgot anything. Is there anything I should have asked you, Sarah, that I haven't asked? Anything you would like to add? I suppose the biggest question is, would I have started this up on my own if I didn't have the opportunity to do it? And I, you know, I could see, having worked in the industry for, or maybe it was, I don't know, was it how long it was? As long as she did as an employee, and then seeing struggle that she went through to then make that, you know, it, it, not struggle, but just her most, you know, the, how she reached the decision to go on her own and what it took for her to then think, right, no, I'm doing it on my own. You know, a bit of push, a bit of pull. I certainly, well, I, I wouldn't have gone into leasing off my own back. I would definitely have had to be know the industry. I'd like to think I would. But, yeah, that's probably the biggest question for me as a, my own, for my own confidence and my own self-belief, I think, as well. And I'll never know. No, no. I'm, and I've got another question then on the back of that. So. Margaret Duffus's property business was there and it's always been there for you and it's been an option for you. What about Jimmy then? Would, was, would he have always wanted to be a director of a business or is that something that just came with you? Kind of. He definitely liked having that freedom of choice in the sense, sort of, he doesn't get that much freedom or choice. <laughs> but yeah, he does like having the that that. Being in control, I suppose, or ultimately in control, you know, you've only got yourself to blame if you're not, you're doing too much or you're doing the wrong thing or you're, you know, and you can ultimately change it. I suppose that's true of anyone though as well. You know, employees have a choice too. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it, let's say how I managed to find him and get him on board, both back up, you know, because he's not from Aberdeen, up to Aberdeen and into the business. It's, yeah, it's just it worked out very well for us and for both of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
No, it's fantastic. It's great to see your um, your business going from strength to strength and, uh, yeah, coming through some tough times and out the other side and, they, yeah. Yeah, the no, it gives you a lot of uh, confidence to know you can you can get through. It's all, like, again, success during the, when it's the going's good is one thing, but to get through the bad times or the harder times is definitely more satisfying. Or you, 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 you grow a lot more, you benefit a lot more, I think, from it. I think that's all I've got to ask, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure um, having you on the Scale Her Up podcast. Thank you for, uh, for joining me. Well, no, thank you very much. I've enjoyed it as well. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcast. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it, and we're gonna make a massive difference.